Today, I'm going to be sharing with you six common mistakes that most people make in the course of creating an inspiring product vision. In addition, I'll be explaining briefly some of the reasons why we make each of these mistakes so that they can ultimately serve as guardrails for you as you create your product vision for your team. I'm Dayton from Savvy Within, and I help product managers lead successful careers and thrive at their jobs. Now, if you've ever been tasked with creating a product vision, especially for the first time, you'll understand that it's somewhat daunting. You wonder where do you start from, what it should entail, how detailed it should get, how high level it should be, all those things. But as you think about these things, there are some mistakes people make. So I'm sharing a bunch of those so you don't make them. First of all, I think it's important to understand what a product vision is. A product vision basically describes the future states of your users, which emerges from the value provided by a product to those users. So imagine you are wearing a pair of binoculars that helps you see enlarged images of distant objects. That's exactly how a product vision is. It enlarges the evolving future state of how your product solves problems for a group of users. I think it's also worth differentiating what a product vision is from a product strategy, which is how you intend to achieve the vision. So the bets you're making and the steps that you're taking to arrive at the product vision. Now, if the product vision is a pair of binoculars in my previous illustration, the product strategy is kind of like the map that gets you to what you see in the binoculars. That's the difference between the product vision and the product strategy. It's also important to note that neither the product vision nor the product strategy is a list of features. Now, there are a bunch of templates out there, but at the minimum, a typical product vision should contain the following elements. The target user, the market within which you are playing, your value proposition or key benefits, your differentiating elements, and your business goal. The reason why it was important to identify these elements of a product vision is that the mistakes are usually based on the elements of the vision. So what I'm going to be sharing is why we make mistakes with each of these elements most of the time. So let's get into it. The first mistake is too large or heterogeneous user groups. This means that it's not really clear which user you are solving a problem for. Basically, you're trying to boil the ocean and save everybody. An example of this is if your target user group is every parent in Canada. Different parents in Canada have different qualities and characteristics, and that is a very large heterogeneous group. The reason why we have too large or heterogeneous user groups in many cases is either because we have an insufficient or inadequate understanding of our users and their needs, or this is an inappropriate growth strategy. If we don't understand our users and our needs, we tend to target so many people and we don't narrow down to a very homogeneous group. And if we have an inappropriate growth strategy, sometimes you're shooting your shots in all the places and you're hoping one sticks. This is usually the reason why we have too large or heterogeneous user groups. This usually results in unclear priorities, unclear features, and a heavy backlog because you're trying to solve problems for users who have different needs, different characteristics, and most times not so much in common. The second mistake in creating a product vision is having features disguised as user needs. This shows up most times when we are biased by the interesting features that we think our product should have rather than what exactly solves a problem for users. Examples of this is if your product contains statements like easy to use study plan. A study plan might be a feature. That is too far into the feature and very limited information about the user 
all their problems and the needs they have. The reason for this in many cases is probably because we have not framed the user's needs very well. Now, framing the needs from a user's point of view gives room for creativity around the features that will eventually be in the product. But it's important to frame the user's needs correctly in the product vision. Another reason why we make the mistake is because there is already, in many cases, an inherent bias towards specific features that we think are interesting and should be in our product. We already have made up our minds that we want to build those features. So we frame our product vision to highlight the features that we have a bias towards. Not being clear about the user's needs limits the, the team's opportunity to be creative around the user's needs and the features that they build. And in many cases, it narrows down the team's creativity along the lines of the features that we have already decided that we want to build. Another mistake we make in creating product vision is when there is no compelling reason for the user or no differentiating factor. In many cases, we are caught up with a bias towards our own product because we are most familiar with our product. But we know the product so well, but not the user as much. Why should a user believe you when they don't have enough information to figure it out? You need to make it clear how you stand out and why you are better than the alternatives. The reason why we make this mistake in many cases is also because we don't have sufficient market research and competitive understanding. We don't understand our competitors or the alternative ways that the user is solving that problem in which we might take advantage of to differentiate ourselves. This mistake makes a product quite difficult to sell. The user would keep thinking, okay, so why you? Why not this product? Why not this service? Why not this alternative? This gives a lot of work to the sales team to sell our product because we have not differentiated ourselves enough or we have not specified how well our product differentiates from the rest. One more mistake that people make in creating a product vision is when the product vision is too hinged on a business objective or a product idea. This mostly results from a lack of understanding of what a vision actually should look like or how far into the future it should be looking. When a product vision is too hinged on a business goal or an idea, you lose the ability to pivot and change the strategy but stay true to the vision, especially in uncertain economic times. Now, in the binocular map illustration I gave earlier, imagine that the imagery in the binocular changes every single time you look into it. I can imagine that that would be extremely confusing. But even if the direction on the map changes, the destination should be consistent. Hinging a product vision on a business objective or a product idea is quite risky because the business objective could change consistently over time as the business evolves. In the same theme of business goals, there is also a problem where the business goals are not well articulated in the product vision. And most times it's because the business needs are not clear or understood. This usually leads to uncertainty about why it's worthwhile pursuing a product idea or why we should keep investing in this product. And if the product generates enough business value. And that's because most times when the business goals are not clear or understood, it's actually hard to set and measure the right business metrics and possibly test the product vision against it. Lastly, the mistake most people make when creating a product vision is when the bets, the caveats, the assumptions and uncertainties are not stated. And the primary reason for this is sometimes we just forget. We just forget and we assume that everybody understands the assumptions that we're making or the bets that we're placing. Now, this is mostly for the team. And sometimes they take the product vision as gospel truth, as they should. But uncertainties, assumptions and bets should be stated so that the team is aware of this and they can look out for all of these as they begin to change or evolve in the product. All that being said, I'm going to give one more bonus mistake that a lot of users make when creating a product vision. And that's if the product vision is not testable. 
When you align the risks and uncertainties in a product vision, we need to give the opportunity for those risks and assumptions to be tested. Riskiest assumption should be tested. That way, we can be sure that our strongest assumptions and our strongest risks are being catered to. If this is not done, then we should go back to the market research before finalizing on a product vision. I hope this was very helpful to you. Let me know if there are any other mistakes that you've encountered or you see a lot of product managers making frequently in the course of working on their product vision media team. And if you enjoyed this, do well to share with your product manager friends and let me have your say in the comment section below.